Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Nerd Input Podcast. <laughs> My name's Andrew Goulart. With me is Nick Clattenburg and Josh Clattenburg. It's another day in the sweltering hot, hot heat. In the hot box. It's getting angrier and angrier as the days go by. You're getting anger and anger. Angerer and angerer. My speech impediment is getting worser and worser. Because <laughs> you got your radio. <laughs> I got my radio. It's almost football season. I love football. Uh, football God. season starts tonight for us. That's fake football. It doesn't matter. It's garbage. It doesn't matter. I hope Tom Brady plays and gets injured. You better watch it, Tom Boy. <laughs> well, I'm curious to see if uh, Odell Beckham's going to do something this year. We'll see. I think he's still holding out for a contract. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's been at practice, but I don't know if he's going to play or anything like that. Or he's been at like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been at practice. I saw a video of him this week, him and four other receivers practicing one-handed catches. <laughs> throw like they catch the ball. Yeah, they were. They catch the all ball right. with one hand and then throw it to the next receiver. They catch it with one hand and then they throw it. They want to all be like Odell. I hope he doesn't fucking. I hope they don't end up like cutting him and then he signs with someone else because I've only had the Beckham jersey for like two years and I don't want it to already be worthless. <laughs> yeah, you get, yeah, you just get to burn it like all everybody else. That's true. Throw it in a trash can. See, that's why when I got a hockey jersey, I got Patrice Bergeron because that motherfucker signed like a ten-year contract the year I got the I got the fucking jersey, so I got a second one. Um, all right, so, Nick, what did you watch this week? Uh, I got a few things that I watched. Uh, I watched a couple more episodes of uh, Ownage Pranks. Okay. It was just, it's, I, I really don't know how to describe it more than just it's fucking hilarious. It's delightful. It is. Uh, I feel like it's something that we would, uh, we could do. Yeah. You know, uh, especially you could probably do the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh it's it's just amazing. It yeah. really is. Uh, I could sit and just watch that for hours as I'm working on drawings or whatever, and it's it's great. No, it's a funny thing. I just saw a quick a few quick compilation videos of on Facebook. Uh, parents like shutting off Fortnite while the little kids are playing. Oh god, <laughs> it's so funny. Little kids get so fucking mad and like whip their controllers, just like crying immediately. Did they send you guys <laughs> so a video funny. one time of, like a kid freaking out about uh, Fortnite? Probably. It was like some kid's brother, and he kept like slapping him in the back <laughs> of the head. He was like, "Come on, oh, I- I'm playing Fortnite." <laughs> like freaking out i remember one time in college i don't know if i ever told you guys the story but uh me pelosi and brian used to live together yes and uh brian was spotted his dinner no this was after that okay this was in a different apartment <laughs> and uh he uh brian's playing world of warcraft as he played used to play a lot of world of warcraft earlier on in college especially okay. but so he was doing like one of the 40 man raids like you play with 40 other people to try and take down a boss and you have to do, like, very specific things. Otherwise, if you fuck up, then your entire 40-man team is going to die and you're going to start all over. So at one point, he's, he's like, they're all waiting on this ledge. They have to, like, wait for something to happen before they can all move in and attack. And Pelosi stands up and me and him are talking. And then he's like, <laughs> Pelosi knew exactly what he was doing, but he was playing dumb. So he leans over <laughs> Brian's shoulder and goes... Hey, Brian, what does this button do? And he hits auto-run on the keyboard. So his guy just runs off the ledge, and the boss kills his entire 40-man team, and they got to start over again. <laughs> I thought Brian was going to stab him, <laughs> stab him to death, and finally get that sweet feeling to know what it feels like to take a life, because one day he's going to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I hope you hear this, and you remember that day, because it was so fucking funny. <laughs> And you got so mad, which is understandable because I'm sure he had to explain to all 40 people what the fuck he just did. 
Oh, uh, but it was hilarious. I love that. What is this button? <laughs> what does this button do? It's like uh, I don't. You guys have never met Pelosi. He lives in Texas now, but he is fuck. You'll you'll meet him at the wedding at least. But he is fucking hilarious. He played like he's played World of Warcraft. He knew exactly what it did, but just like the way he said it was so funny. Hey, hey Brian, what does this button do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I just want to know what it did. It was so funny. Uh, oh, Brian's probably getting enraged just thinking about it. <laughs> going oh, back, like, going back to that memory right now. Nerd rage. <laughs> that yeah, was... We're gonna have Brian back on just to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to bring it up next time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, ownage pranks. Uh, the next thing that I watched, uh, it was a uh, it's a Netflix series. Just came out not too long ago. Uh, I actually talked about it with you when we were at the studio. Uh, Dark Tourists. Yes, yeah. I watched the whole thing. You did. Uh, I think it was only six or eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, each one ranges from anywhere from like 30 minutes or a little longer than that to almost an hour. Okay. And Like mini docs? Like little mini documentaries. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he travels all over and pretty much joins in the customs, their food, uh if for most people who don't know what it is, uh, I showed Andrew the trailer when I was at uh, work one day, and I remember the, the reaction on your face was just, it, it made me smile. It looks horrifying. It did, because it's just people going to these different areas. Like, uh, the first episode was Latin America, and they went to uh, Pablo Escobar's house, yeah. and... He was pretty much guided around by Pablo Escobar's number two, yep. which served over 20-some-odd years in jail for all the hits that he did. Yeah. And, you know, he came out and says that he's, like, a reformed man, and, you know, he he does... Like, I love Jeebus. Jeebus, <laughs> yes. I don't think I heard that too many times in there. But, uh, yeah, so he's pretty much being escorted around by, you know, his number two, and... This guy was just fucked up. Like, I think they said he killed over 30-something people. Maybe a little less. Uh, one of them included his own girlfriend. Jesus Christ. Because she... He went, needed killing. <laughs> apparently, the way that he described it, she did. Yeah. Uh, due to the fact that um, she was going to go to the DEA. Oh. Uh, and pretty much turn him in. So, he had... He, pretty, he was like, I have to. Yeah. And I was like, well, you didn't... You didn't yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you could have just told her like, if you if you go, I'm gonna kill you. Right? Yeah. You didn't have I mean, to just. Go. I feel like she should have already known that. She must have not been very bright. No, <laughs> no. But um, yeah, he's he, the next one. Uh, next episode, he was in Japan, mm -hmm. and he went Japan. To... Yes. Brazil. <laughs> USSR. USA. USA. <laughs> uh, so as I say, he went to Japan. And uh, went to uh, Fukushima, which uh, some people might not know is where they their nuclear reactor had a fucking meltdown there. And what, how, what was that? Was that back in like oh nine? Or was it more? I can't remember what year uh, it was. I think it was right around like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying, I, I didn't know this, but uh, they were saying that it takes almost two hundred years for the soil and everything out the surrounding area yeah. uh, to pretty much go back to zero. Right, yeah. And be normal, sustainable life. Yep. There. Until now it's fucking uh, place where you can go LARP fallout. Yes. <laughs> but that's the thing. A lot of a lot of this is pretty much I don't want to say LARPing, but 
what it is is they go there for that thrill of being like I went to a nuclear like wasteland wasteland <laughs> yeah and the guy that and was, now I definitely have cancer that'll show up in ten years probably yeah but they were uh, as they were going around their uh, their tour guide was saying like you know uh, an average um, reading on a Geiger counter is like 0.2 yeah and they were like you know that's sustainable you can survive in that area they were going into areas that were registering 17.9 uh i think the highest that i saw was like 19.8 jesus christ and i was like like you could hear like the geiger counter like tacking out just being like that'll fucking drop down your maximum health in fallout 4 real quick absolutely you better take a rat away oh yeah you gotta take a rat away uh, you got to make sure there's death claw that's not nearby. <laughs> there's probably death claws in Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> we know they got Godzilla. How is it not death claws? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, but then they went to uh, the suicide forest. Yes. In Japan, which is uh, right below uh, Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. and they pretty much discovered not human remains but uh, belongings left behind by people. Yeah. And I feel like that dude Logan Paul on YouTube that found <laughs> yeah, no, a no, dead I body. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> that found a dead body there, and oh, then man. Like, was joking about and it. He's like, "Oh man!" While he's wearing some yeah, dumb oh. Toy Story hat. Oh, fucking asshole! Yeah, he's freaking out and just going, "Oh man! Oh man!" <laughs> By um, yeah, he travels all over. He comes into the United States. He is. I I, I didn't really start this off all that well. Mm. Uh, he is a journalist. From I believe Australia, okay, uh, maybe New Zealand. I don't know their I, accents. Impossible they're, to tell. They're pretty much the same. Yeah, I don't want to say that because it's the same. They'll probably get very mad at. Me. I don't know any Australians or New Zealanders, so it's the same. Okay, but Parkway uh, Drive, feel free to contact me and <laughs> correct me. Yes, <laughs> I'll be waiting for your call, Winston. But um, so he is a journalist, and he's pretty much purposely going around to these places. Because he heard about other people doing this. Yeah. So uh, he's been to... I'm trying to think of some of the places from the trailer. I don't want to go too far and spoil everything. Those were just the first two episodes. But he goes to um, Milwaukee, goes to Texas, goes to Louisiana. The fuck is there in Milwaukee? You'll find out. It just like eats a bunch of rotten cheese and feels sick? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Watch it and find out. All right, yeah, because I'm curious. I don't know what the fuck goes on in Milwaukee. I'm just gonna. I'll just. I'll just say the person's name, and then I will let you figure it out. After okay. That. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> man, I wonder when he's gonna get parole. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully, never. He was a bad, bad man. He's bad dude. Hoping to draft into my team this year. Fantasy serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Benoit type. <laughs> yeah. um, Forever my favorite wrestler. It's okay to say it. More uh, so now. Yes, it's okay, it's okay to say as long as you say R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would definitely suggest watching it. It, it sounds was, different than anything else I've ever seen like on TV. Even like uh, Anthony Bourdain's show, he would go to some weird, undesirable places, uh, yes. but nothing like that. No, like this is far beyond that. Like, you know, he's, he went to a couple places where, like, they did, like, actual, like, war reenactments. Yeah. But it was all different time periods of different wars. It's like American Dad where they have a fucking Vietnam War reenactment on a country club. <laughs> <laughs> Slitting each other's throats with permanent markers. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, but I suggest watching. I was hooked. Yeah. I think I watched three episodes in one night, and I was just hooked right after that. Cool. So uh, definitely check it out. All right. Uh, the next thing that I watched came out a few years ago. Uh, I never got a chance to watching it myself, which I kind of feel embarrassed that I did because I played drums for many, many years. Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that either. It is a great movie. I heard it's supposed uh, to be great. I will say right off the uh, right off the rip, J.K. Simmons' role in there, mm-hmm. phenomenal. I heard he's an absolute monster. He is. <laughs> he is. He's screaming at... Students calling them fat, calling them retards, calling them faggots. Oh my god, I gotta see this. Oh yes. Those are three of my favorite things. <laughs> three of my favorite words. <laughs> but he's um yeah, he is like you said, as you said it best, he is an absolute monster. But when you really break it down, he's a genius. Yeah, he, he produced is. he produced uh, great drummers. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't even just great drummers, like the his way of thinking Throughout the movie, and then it actually comes to a head point where he explains why he does the things the way he does them. Yeah. And it is severely eye-opening. Yeah. And there's one quote from the movie that I sent to uh, to Josh. And uh, let me actually pull it up really quick because I saved it. Is that a, is it based on a true story? Are these real people? I don't believe it is. So I couldn't, can't remember. Uh, the, the quote from the movie, uh, which it kind of really like st- stuck with me. Uh, it says, uh, there are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Oh, yeah. And I started really thinking about like what that actually meant. And he was saying it in, um, in the movie. He explains it. He was saying, think about this. If, you know, this musician, and he explains it in the story, uh, this musician was told, good job, he would have missed out on being one of the best saxophone players of all time. It's like making someone complacent with where they are already. Exactly. That's what Josh and I were talking about. If you were to just do a mediocre job and someone goes, hey, good job, you just go, okay, that's your baseline. Right. But if they go, man, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. You're going to go, okay, I'll work on it and make it better. If you really have the passion for it, you're going to make it better. Right. And it definitely shows in that movie because he gets to that point because uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? It was the the kid? The, yes, Miles from Fantastic Teller. Four. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was it? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Yes. He's supposed to be a royal piece of shit in real life. Is probably why I haven't seen him in any recent movies. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No shit. I read an uh, what was the article? It was an article. For, it might have been from Cracked, where some guy sat down with a bunch of different celebrities and explained like how like the worst in like he he wasn't a writer for Cracked. Like they just have guest people write articles. And, like, this was a guy that whose job I think it was to interview celebrities. And he wrote, like, a, it was, like, a list of, like, the top five, like, worst celebrities he's ever had to deal with. And one of them was Miles Teller. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which might be bearing fruit now because I haven't seen him in shit since Fantastic Four. That is also true. <laughs> well, no, because uh, what was his most recent role? He played uh, he, Vinny Paz. He did that, yeah, that movie about Vinny Pazienza. Yeah. Who's that? Boxer. Yeah, Vinny Paz, boxer. You, you studied boxing. Yeah, not bo- not act. I didn't like watch tape on boxing. I, didn't I just went to boxing classes. No, I know, but I was just saying like you didn't like actually know about like any professional boxers. Uh, only if they were around for like the two year period they used to watch it in like seventh and eighth grade. Gotcha. It was all okay. MMA after that. But um, yes. So like I said, it comes to the head point where he actually proves the whole thing of good job yeah. and how he pretty much gives him a giant fuck you. Yeah. 
I think he actually says it to him in the movie. Makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I never saw it. I heard nothing but great things. I heard it, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember it winning a shit ton of awards. I think it did, yeah. And, sure. you know, it made me a huge uh, J.K. Simmons fan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the next thing that I watched after that, I know we've already talked about it before, so I'm just going to say what it is. Okay. Sicario. Yes. Okay. The new one or the first one? No, the first one. Yeah. So good. It is such a great movie. I've heard the new one's good too. Yes. Tom Segura was talking about it on yes. uh, his I look, podcast. I look forward to You are thirsty, aren't you? It's a thousand fucking degrees. Part fish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice him pour it on his neck and then absorbing it through his gills? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I watched Sicario. I know we've talked about it. I know you've talked about it on previous podcasts. Josh. Love that movie. It is. It's, it's probably become one of my new favorites. I've not seen it. You sh- no. definitely should. I'm sure I would like it. It is. It's uh, it's got Thanos in it. All right. Uh, it's got the that's collector right. in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's got the guy from Burn Notice They're both in the- it. <laughs> I fucking love him. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? God damn it. He was in that show that I loved uh, that got canceled the on Hulu. Show. Yeah, the Gypsy Show. The fuck was it called? Shut Eye. Yes. Yeah. That oh, guy. I love that dude. Yeah, but he has he's like, from Massachusetts. He has glasses like you and a mustache. Oh, oh so he's a rapist. Yes. <laughs> he, he looks like a pedophile. <laughs> Excellent. If you were to cut off the beard, yeah. like you cut that off right there, you look identical to him in the movie. Why can't I fucking remember his goddamn name? Pedophile in Mexico. God, yeah, Mexican pedophile. Excellent. Um... Then this is the last thing that I watched. Uh, I know we haven't mentioned it in a while, but uh, he posted a new video on YouTube. Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> That's his name. Oh, okay. Michael Weston. Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Weston. Michael Weston. <laughs> uh, I know we haven't talked about him in a while, uh, so this is Dan Bell. Okay. We haven't talked about that in a while. He posted a new video uh, titled... Mayhem in Detroit. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it just every day? <laughs> and, uh, wow, it is fucking hot. I here, know, it's man. so Holy hot. Holy shit. I heard somewhere. Doing this. Somebody told me. <laughs> yes. Somebody told me they were like, yeah, when you're driving through Detroit, don't stop at a stop sign. Just no. kind of slow down and then go through. They said that if you come to like a complete stop, they will raid your car. Somebody will like come up to your car and jack you for it. Jesus or come Christ. up like open the door and take you out. <laughs> you just come to like a slow... How do, you, how do you guys feel about actually proving this point? I don't want to go to Detroit. <laughs> I would love to watch through your GoPro when you go by yourself. <laughs> I've, I've always said that they should take Detroit because it's on the water right, before, right near Canada. And sink it. And no, they should wall it off like uh, Escape from New York yeah, style. Yeah, sure. Just put all the shit bags in there and just let them have your brain. It works so well. I've heard that since people have been buying up so much of the property there because it was so cheap that the like property prices are actually going up now because you used to be able to buy a skyscraper for like 20 grand i know <laughs> uh so uh like i said it was titled mayhem in detroit yeah and uh pretty much what it was was him and uh two other guys it was not the other, any of the other guys from like uh, uh another dirty room another dirty room it was just him and two other guys and they were driving around and you know just Doing basic cinematography, like, you know, some of the dilapidated houses and adding their own audio commentary to things. And then they uh, they go down this road and uh, they see a Mercedes race right fucking past them. Headlights off and everything. Yeah, those white people got to get out of town as quick as they can. Oh, that's, that's the signal for fucking go. Leaving the Tigers game. Yes. <laughs> white people love their baseball. Yes, this is true. Watching, not playing. Yes. <laughs> But, um, so, 
they see this car race past them, and then uh, I probably say not even a, not even thirty seconds later, all you hear is boom. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck happened? I'm thinking like the car hit a tree or the car flipped over. And the no. cameraman falls down. <laughs> and the camera falls to the side. And there's just blood gushing from his chest. <laughs> I don't want to die here. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I got stabbed. I don't know what I did. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. I don't know how I'm looking at you like that. Oh, oh, he's doing it. I see it. <laughs> So, uh, as I was saying, you hear a loud boom, and uh, they turn the car around, and it looks like a Cadillac Eldorado fully engulfed in flames. Oh, my God. <laughs> Robocop was here. It, it definitely looked like a car from the Robocop movies. Yeah. It looked like a two-door Eldorado. <laughs> uh, could have been a Rosemobile. Mr. Foreman stepped out, got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Red Foreman. <laughs> Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> Throws him out the back window. Fucking creepiest thing. I remember being a kid watching yes. that because that came out around like the late '80s, but. I was still. Oh, like, I remember you torturing the fuck out of me, rewinding it, playing, rewinding it, playing. <laughs> there was a point where Josh held me by the back of the head. You watched like, it. Watch this. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that to my kids with uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but yeah, it was <laughs> just watching him like come out all mutated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by uh, prequel to Radio. What's that? Prequel to radio. Yes. <laughs> my radio. My radio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, pretty much the next, like, probably say 10 plus minutes on it is them being, like, outside the car while it's on fire. And, you know, they call the cops. The cops show up and tell them, like, hey, you know, don't get close to this. And uh, fire department shows up. They put the fire out and then... Once everything was safe, they spoke with, like, the fire department. Yeah. And, uh, excuse me, fire brigade. And, fire uh, brigade where they have, like, a, a assembly line of buckets like Looney Tunes. One of them starts flying in the air with the hose. <laughs> oh, but then they, uh, they go over and pretty much inspect, like, the whole entire car via their camera. And, uh... There was no body in there. There was mm. no nothing. I don't know if it was just like a, a car that was sitting there that they were like, oh, we think it's fun to set it on fire. That does uh, sound fun. I mean, there could have been a body in the trunk. I don't I don't know. There almost certainly was. Oh, most likely. A child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, might have been, it might have been just a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> they pulled it out of the toilet, put it in the trunk. Yep. <laughs> Got to burn the oven. Oh, I saw a headline of an article on like BuzzFeed or something like that today, yeah. and it was just said... <laughs> fetus found in american airlines bathroom in the bathroom of a plane they found a fetus oh my god <laughs> disgusting they have like limbs i didn't read the article i saw the headline i didn't need to know any more than that like, i didn't check if the fetus had limbs <laughs> i think fetuses have limbs it's not just like a lima how, bean i just want to know how far <laughs> the stage it was it was not a zygote a <laughs> oh but yeah that was it for me all right uh, yeah, Josh. Um, before I got here, I was watching pornography. Close. <laughs> All right. Before that, <laughs> remember the movie Wonderland? 
Yes. Yeah, I watched Wonderland. It was on Hulu. I don't know Wonderland. All right, so Wonderland was a movie from back in like 2003. It's got semi big stars in it. Val Kilmer is the star of Ooh. it. Oh, yeah. Val Kilmer 2003 though, not it's uh, he hasn't fully transformed into the the bloated tick man that he is now, <laughs> but <laughs> he's probably not looking great in 2003, was he? He was looking all right for the role. Uh, what, was, uh, what was the role? He played a beach a- ball. <laughs> <laughs> He, just painted up yeah. he was Violet from uh, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> post Blueberry. <laughs> he played uh, the porn star John Holmes. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so the whole movie takes place in 1981, and they start out the film. They're talking about how Holmes was a porn star, and he, this is like a John Holmes biopic, sort of. Yes. Um, you know, they, they do, like, a lot of his backstory. They say how he was, like, in a thousand films. He supposedly slept with 14,000 women. He's got a rocking dick. Yep. <laughs> they mentioned that in there a couple of times. Um, but then they kind of say, like, this is what happened sort of, like, after he was kind of, like, done with the whole porn thing. Yeah. Um, this is actually, like, a whole story about a quadruple murder. Oh, shit. And... The way they tell the story is from like two separate points of view. I'll get to uh, Holmes in a little bit, but the first one comes from a guy who was kind of like around Holmes at the time. His name was David Lind. Now, Lind is somebody who was... His name was Dick Maximum. (laughs) Max Power. (laughs) Um, Long Rod Von Hugendong. Was that, that was Quagmire. Yeah, right? that was one of Quagmire's alias when he, <laughs> he's staying with the the Griffins and Lois answers the phone and goes, no, there's no one here by the name of Long Rod Von Hugendong. So, Lynn tells this story to the cops. Um, he was somebody who... The, the story was a little sketchy because he was like a, a biker. He was part of like the uh, Aryan Brotherhood. All right. He was uh, <laughs> he's somebody who would run into a law like a lot of times for like burglary, assault. Uh, General piece of shit. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> he's played by uh, Dermot Mulroney, I think, in there. Oh, no, Dylan McDermott. Who the fuck is Dermot Mulroney? Uh, no. That's a crazy sounding name. Is that real? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I know Dylan McDermott. D- Dylan McDermott plays David Lind in the movie. The, the only th- anytime I see Dylan McDermott now, all I will ever picture is his bare ass standing in the window and masturbating from season one of American Horror Story. He's <laughs> <laughs> standing in a bay window, butt naked and jerking off. <laughs> it's a fun memory. Classic Dylan McDermott. It's his quick, favorite thing. Quick question about this movie. When does Chest Rockwell show up? <laughs> Chest. <laughs> what a ridiculous first name. Chest. <laughs> it's right around the time Brock Landon shows up. <laughs> oh, God. I just love how we're crossing over Boogie Nights into Wonderland. Chest Rockwell. Chest That's Rockwell. what that whole movie... Well, I was going to say Boogie Nights was kind of like what Holmes' life was kind of about, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... What happens is um, there's a quadruple murder at um, this place in California. Um, I'm trying to find out. It's called the Wonderland Murders. Uh, I'm trying to find where it was exactly. Oh, Laurel Canyon. I don't know if you guys know where that is. No, I've heard of it. Um, So there's a quadruple murder there. Uh, People that 
David Lind and John Holmes know were killed there. So they interview Lind first, and Lind's pointing the finger at Holmes, saying Holmes was one who um, had a part in the murder. What happened was um, David Lind and like a few other people who got killed. Um, let me try to find them. One guy was named Ron Lanius. Another one was named uh, Billy Deverell. Um, what happened was Lind, Lanius, and Deverell all kind of like conspired to go rob um, a Palestinian guy named Eddie Nash. Okay. You guys have seen all right. You guys have seen Under Siege two, right? Yes. Remember yes. the bad guy from Under Siege two, the guy with curly hair. Uh, if I saw him, I'm sure. It's been a long time since I've watched yeah. Under Siege two on television. He was. <laughs> Because it's all only plays on like TNT, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so he plays Eddie Nash, but it's a guy. He plays it with like a kind of like a thick like accent. Is is that Under Siege Two? Is Enemy Territory? Is yeah, the train one. Yep, that's my favorite one. <laughs> so uh, at some point in the film, you see him. He's like, "Hey, hey, you're you're Johnny Watt." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the Nash." The Nash. <laughs> this is, he calls himself the Nash nice. in the movie. He's like, "You fuck with the Nash." <laughs> So my brother Kevin is Big Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> he power bombed you. So they um they all decide that like all right, well we need uh we need some money. We're gonna go rob Nash. Yeah. Except they didn't know it was Nash. Holmes kept calling him like the uh, the Libyan or something like that. Yeah. Or no, the uh, the Arab or something like that. So. They rob him. They get like 1.2 million in like Jesus. drugs and money and you know stuff that they were basically like you can't report as stolen. Right. So, um, the way David Lynn tells it is that Holmes went back to Nash. You know, try he tried to tell him that he had no part in it. And they all went to Wonderland, and John Holmes let them in. Yep. But the way that uh, Holmes tells it later on in the film is that, well, it didn't go anything like that. Um, the three guys, Lind, Lanius, and uh, Deverell, um, forced Holmes to do it. They were like, you know, uh, they were basically being like pieces of crap to him. Yeah. They were like, you have to tell us to do this. Um, it wasn't something where like Holmes came to them and was like, Hey, you need to check this guy's house out and rob it. Right. No, they were like, you're going to take us to Nash's house and you're going to like, let us get in there so that we can rob them blind. Yeah. So the way Holmes tells it is that he was like the victim. He kind of like, you know, was unwilling. He let them in. And when Nash, like, you know, found out and everything like that he brought Holmes back and then forced Holmes to watch not only the murders taking place but also like help out in them too yeah yeah and the police kind of like backed this up a little bit they found like Holmes print at the scene yep it was like the palm print on the like sort of the bed like the was it the what do they call it the headboard uh and back of the bed where like one of the bodies was laying in there yeah and um, his wife, well, estranged wife, I guess at some point after the murder, he went over to her house, like, covered in blood and was saying how, 
you know, one of the guys' head like split open like a cantaloupe. Jesus and, Christ. Yeah. So it kind of shows you two sides of the story. Yeah. But by the end, you're kind of like, I think Holmes had a part in it. Yeah. But he was never charged for it. Um, I think the only one who did get in trouble was Nash, but it was like minor. He had like... Lynn, do you mean? Or, Na- or, or Nash? Nash had something to do with it because he said... Uh, I guess Nash was conspiring to murder them. Oh, okay. But they, I guess they couldn't fully pin it on him. Yeah. He ended up only spending like three years in jail or something. And, you know, by the end, they're saying what happened to all the people. They're like, Holmes went to go live in Florida. And, you know, he died of AIDS in the late 80s. Yep. And uh, his wife, you know, so on and so forth. His girlfriend wrote a book. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's an interesting watch. Um, you know, it's kind of good to see. Val Kilmer does a really good job in it. It's got a killer soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a lot of, you know, late 70s, early 80s stuff. Cool. But, you know, like I said, you see a lot of familiar faces in there where you're like, oh, I know where that guy's from. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, Carrie Fisher made like a random appearance nice. in there and I'm trying to think. Cleaning up all the blow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Just going in, <laughs> yeah. right across the board, collecting evidence. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know the guy who played uh, Buffalo Bill and Silence yeah. of the Lambs, yeah. he's in there too, playing a cop. Oh man! So, um, so I watched that, and then I started talking about this with Nick. That um, I started watching. It's sort of like a new series in a way on. Um, like YouTube, yeah, you can check it out. Um, I mean, anybody can go on; it's free. So yep. I mean, uh, it's by BuzzFeed. Okay, it's called BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh yeah, I've been seeing that they've been posting like those videos for it was, like a different case each time. Yeah, and every time I see them post a case, it's like it's another. It's a documentary that I've already heard of existing that now they're investigating. So. Each one is about maybe 20, 30 minutes. What's it called again? BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed Unsolved. Unsolved. And then they have two different ones. There's BuzzFeed Unsolved. You were like two seconds away from saying BuzzFeed. (laughs) BuzzFeed Unsolved. I was talking about porn earlier, so. (laughs) That's all right. It just sounds like a great I'm still in that mode. Write that down. Wait, keep that tight. BuzzFeed. 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 (laughs) It's like throwing pieces of bread in an ass. It's like, feed the buns, man. Um, just throwing tomato sauce. <laughs> oh, what the fuck! What kind of porn do you watch? <laughs> People are doused in tomato sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's made by Prego. <laughs> that slut Francesca Rinaldi. <laughs> so there's two different ones you could look up. There's BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime. Yeah. And then there's BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. Oh, yes, <laughs> ghosts. So. I'm going to play a couple of them just really briefly in a second. Um, So the early seasons, like the first seasons they did, now True Crime has three seasons. uh, Supernatural has four. Uh, The first couple episodes in season one was a guy named, well, it's, I was going to say, hang on. It was, uh, there's Ryan, who's throughout the entire series, but in the first Season the first couple of episodes is a guy named I think Brent or Brett. Okay, but he changes out, and it's always going to be like this. It's always going to be Ryan and Shane. Yep, it's pretty much like it's it's funny the way that they kind of break it down. Yeah, 
Um, I'll play a little bit in a second, but um, there's one from the supernatural part. They went to a place in Pennsylvania called Penhurst State School and Hospital. Okay. Um, they, it was titled The Horrors of Penhurst Asylum. Yep. It was pretty much like an institution for uh, the mentally and physically disabled. Oh, boy. But there was like a lot of controversy around it. Yeah. They, say, they said basically like if you were in the early days put into a place like this, it was for something like minor like you had add <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and I, I think they were talking about it on here that is that they called it a um they, i think they called it a children's hospital i don't know if i found it on here anywhere they mentioned something about that but they mentioned that the average age for the person in there was 36 jesus christ <laughs> so some big babies they, they basically called them all their children yeah so here's um I was going to say, here's kind of like a funny part you guys might enjoy from when they're talking about uh, the Penhurst one. So this is just them kind of like bantering a little bit. And then I'll play a little bit more um, from one of the True Crimes one in a second. 1968, nearly 60 years after Penhurst's opening, a documentary series called Supper the Little Children finally revealed to the public some like horrors from the facility. A doctor like at the facility who was actually named Dr. Fear. If your last name is Fear and you receive a doctorate, I believe it is your moral responsibility <laughs> To be a bad person. <laughs> Dr. Fear, I'm trying to think of professions you could actually be with that name. You're either going to be a supervillain, a pro wrestler, or an evil doctor. He actually seems like the prime arch nemesis to C.C. Tinsley. <laughs> Dr. Fear versus yeah. C.C. Tinsley? I'd, I'd read a serial about that. But we don't know what happened to C.C. Tinsley. Maybe he... Dr. Fear fucking murked him. Dr. Fear. So, that's like one of the parts of the supernatural one now the next one i'm going to play is this is pretty much how it plays out for all of them it, it's going to take a little while it'll be about five minutes okay. in length but it's going to kind of show you how they set up the episode kind of take you through it there's a little bit of like funny stuff in there yeah and then after that what they do is they'll sort of go into if it's a true crime one they'll go into their theories about who exactly committed the murder or something right. But if it's a supernatural one, they'll say may, maybe some of the ghosts they see around there. Yeah. So here's the next one. This is called the uh, the creepy murder in room 1046. Okay. On Wednesday, January 2nd, 1935, around 1.20 p.m., a man calling himself Roland T. Owen checked into the hotel president in Kansas City in room 1046. Witnesses said he was aged anywhere from 20 to 35 with brown hair, a scar on his scalp visible above his ear, and a cauliflower ear. He was nicely dressed in a black coat. The bellboy, Randolph Probst, helped Owen to his room, where he reported that Owen seemed to have only packed a brush, comb, and toothpaste. The maid, Mary Soapdick. What's her name? <laughs> oh god, I know what you're- she's a maid, her name is Soapdick. I'm uh, trying to- <laughs> What a really funny big laugh you got out of that. Look how- yeah, look how happy you are! Oh man! So what a big. gem of comedy we've made here today. <laughs> the maid, Mary Soapdick, said like Owen anger? allowed her to clean while he was all in the room, the same as exactly but asked that she not lock the door on her way out because his friend was about to visit the room very soon. Soapdick said that Owen kept the shades tightly drawn and the lights off 
with the exception of one dim lamp. Other staff members who entered the room also mentioned this detail. I don't want to be in the room in there in there. That's scary. Yeah. So I imagine him just sitting in a chair in the corner, just, just sh a shadow man. Clean it. Clean the room. You, I think you're getting Anton Chigurh vibes from this guy. Fluff the pillow. <laughs> According to the maid Soap Dick's statement to the police, she felt that Owen was, quote, either worried about something or afraid, end quote. And that, quote, he always wanted to kind of keep in the dark, end quote. At 4 p.m., Soap Dick returned with new towels, finding Owen laying on the bed, completely dressed, in the dark, with the door unlocked. She also saw a note that read, quote, Don, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait, end quote. It's weird, right? Yeah. I would not go back into that room. If you were in the vein? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good instinct to have. If you see a guy laying on a bed in the dark, awake, just like looking at you, I think that's your cue to leave. The next day on January 3rd, Soaptic came back to clean the room at 10.30 a.m. She noticed that the door had been locked from the outside and assumed that Owen locked it as he was leaving the room. However, Owen was sitting inside, again with the lights off, which meant that someone else had locked the door from outside the room. While Soap Dick was still in the room, Owen answered a phone call and said, quote, No, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast. End quote. Repeating, quote, No, I am not hungry. End quote. What hotels allow you to lock a room from the outside? This hotel did. It's weird. I would imagine you could just call the front desk and say, Hey, I'm locked in my Let room. Let me out of here. It's just my thought is who is this person that's locking him in the room or who is he waiting for that he's sitting in obedience in the dark? Well, if this guy's a weirdo to begin with, he's got weird friends. Okay, I guess that's fair. Weird attracts weird. Soapty came back around 4 p.m. to deliver fresh towels. She heard two male voices from inside the room. When she knocked, she heard a rough voice say, quote, who is it, end quote. When she explained that she had fresh towels, the man said, quote, we don't need any, end quote. Even though there were no towels left in the room. During the night, a woman staying in room 1048 would report hearing loud voices, both male and female, cursing on the same floor. Though, there was apparently a party going on that night in room 1055. Now things begin to get very strange. The next morning on January 4th, around 7 a.m., the hotel phone operator noticed that Owen's hotel room phone had been off the hook for a while without being in use. So, she sent the bellboy Probst upstairs to 1046. Despite the locked door having a don't disturb sign, Probst knocked a few times and heard a low voice say, quote, come in, turn on the lights, end quote. However, the door was locked, and no one was getting up to let him in. So after knocking repeatedly, Probe said, quote, put the phone back on the hook, end quote, assuming that Owen was drunk. Around 8.30 a.m., about an hour and a half later, the phone was still off the hook, and another bellboy, Harold Pike, let himself into the room with a passkey. Using only the light from the hall, the bellboy Pike observed that Owen was in bed, naked, and seemingly drunk. He also noticed that the bedding was darkened around Owen. The phone stand was kicked over, so he fixed it and put the phone back in the receiver. They went in there and they saw this person on the bed with a dark, dark stains all around them and were like, chill. Those are your sheets. He's obviously making himself into a Sunday. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Let's go back down to the front Don't desk. Just leave. Stupid. At approximately 10.30 to 10.45 a.m., the phone was once again out of the receiver. 
they sent the original bellboy probes to resolve the situation. When he opened the door, he stumbled upon a truly horrific scene. Here's his statement to the police. Quote, when I entered the room, this man was within two feet of the door on his knees and elbows, holding his head in his hands. I noticed blood on his head. I then turned the light on. I looked around and saw blood on the walls, on the bed, and in the bathroom. This frightened me, and I immediately left the room and went downstairs." End quote. It seems like everyone kept checking in to be like, let's make sure nothing horrible is happening here. <laughs> Oh, seems like it might be. We'll give it another hour. <laughs> then an hour later. Okay, yep. This murder's fine. not ripe yet. <laughs> it's not ripe yet for the plucking. Yeah. Also, the way they found him. Imagining that is truly horrifying. He said he was with... So, you know, like I said, you can kind of get a sense of what the whole series is kind of about. Right, yeah. Um, You know, you start watching one episode and all of a sudden you're watching like three or four. Yeah, definitely. They go so quick that, like I said, 20 or 30 minutes, and it's really interesting stuff. It could be stuff that, you know, uh, I was telling Nick about. They have ones about the JFK assassination, and yeah. uh, when we talked about D.B. Cooper. Yes. They also have ones um, about the the Mothman, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones, uh, like UFO sightings, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever got some downtime or something, it's... You know, nice way to kill like 20, 30 minutes or a little bit more if you're uh, if you're up for that. But yeah. other than that, no, I didn't really watch too much. So All right. how about you? Let's see. <clears throat> uh, I only watched a couple things. Uh, and one of them is something that you guys both watched very recently. Megan and I started watching American Horror Story Roanoke. Nice. Oh, <laughs> so I think we are three episodes in. What do you think so far? I think it's really good. It's sufficiently creepy, way more than any other uh, season I watched. Like I watched the whole first season, and I watched like half the second season. Agreed. And I didn't. I didn't get like a, a horror, like a horror movie vibe from it. This every episode feels like a horror movie. It does. It has like same creepy scenes and stuff like that. Um, one thing I noticed that I don't know if you guys mentioned at the time, but. The guy who plays the real life counterpart, quote, real life counterpart of Cuba Green Jr. is yes. Henry Deaver from Castle Rock. Oh, really? That's the main black guy. He's the oh, same wow. dude. No I, I never yeah. picked up on that. We were watching like the second episode, and we had just watched the fourth episode of Castle Rock, and we were like, "That's fucking Henry Deaver." He's <laughs> on both the shows we're watching right now. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! He's <laughs> the same dude. So uh, yeah, but uh, the only thing I don't like about it that I, I made a note of is that the actors playing the people being interviewed. Do not come off as real people being interviewed at all. They're way too, like, like obviously you know they're actors because they've been in previous seasons and stuff like that. Or at least uh, the the woman playing Shelby or whatever yes. it was. But um, they just, they, they're like, I feel like they're too emotive, like, actors. They show yes. too much emotion, whereas normal people getting interviewed like that, they're much, they're not as, like, oh, over the top as these people are like they're doing a good job of conveying emotion but it's not how some untrained actor would react when they're being interviewed no um but i mean that's just a thing that i noticed and i got over real quick because the story is really cool and i want to see where the fuck it goes i like it how it's just it reminds me of like one of those like uh a haunting right yeah um yeah. you know uh what was it what are some of the other shows that are on, like, uh, Discovery Channel? Like, uh, Paranormal Witness? Yes. Like Ghost Facers. Like <laughs> Ghost Facers. Um, but any one of those shows, I liked, I liked that. Because, yeah. like, you know, you get to see what the actual person looks like, and then you get to see the dramatized version right. of the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the show's great. We'll probably watch a few episodes tonight, I'm guessing, and tomorrow. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, one day this weekend we get into a real fucking binge mode and finish off the season by next episode. Nice. Oh, probably. So uh, you'll like we said, we'll enjoy the you'll enjoy the second half of the season. Yeah. You know, once they finish up the you know reenactments and then they go over to the reality kind of yeah. concept of it. I think you'll really get a kick out of that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I watched that. I watched the fourth episode of Castle Rock. You guys probably aren't there yet, right? I haven't no. gotten there yeah. yet. I haven't no. even got. I haven't gotten to the third yet. Yeah. Um, not I'll much probably end up that. watching that tonight. Yeah. Tonight being Thursday. This is not your Tuesday, but yes, this is Thursday the ninth for yes. us. Um, and then I watched a quick YouTube video because you had mentioned and, I, and John had mentioned it a live PD. A TV yes. show, and I don't have cable, so I can't really watch live PD. It's fucking awesome. But I searched on, on YouTube. And did you know that one of them is in Warwick? Yes. Yeah. That, was it you I, that said that? I think I, I couldn't remember if it was you or John, yeah. Um, but, so, I watched uh, a YouTube video that was the best of live PD, and it was, like, the dumbest criminals that they had on there. Oh, of course. So, there was four people, and one of them was this kid that just rear-ended the shit out of a fucking police car, like smashed into it and they found like weed all over the car because they were like well, you you were rolling a joint right when you crashed into us that's why you weren't paying he, he said he said he wasn't said to the like the la- very last second before they took him away that he wasn't rolling a blunt and that he wasn't on his cell phone like what other excuse is it to smash into a fucking car it's fa- exactly <laughs> so, especially a cop car yeah and they didn't give him like a sobriety like he wasn't drunk or high or anything like that he just fucking smashed into a police car um then uh, another one was oh it was two heroin junkies that like had just gotten out of prison somewhat recently and like the guy was saying oh he didn't want to get arrested he just got out and stuff like that and then he takes off while he's handcuffed <laughs> always a great move so he takes off and the cops runs after him and i'm pretty sure the cop starts to laugh before he even gets to him because the guy's not fucking going anywhere so before oh. he gets to him the cop starts to laugh and then just tackles the shit out of him around the ground it was awesome um and uh there was uh there was this guy that the cops confronted he was at i think he might have been at some in a store i think he was in like a like a like a t-mobile store or something like that okay. in like a shopping plaza uh and uh the cop the a dirt hall yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like friday after next with the security guards a strip mall like it's like that like a strip mall yes uh and um so it's this dude that he was caught on camera at one of the other stores in the strip mall stealing like a bunch of knives it's like a, it's like a sporting goods store he stole like a bunch of knives and like flashlights and shit like that and they told him they they like they told him exactly what he had been what he had taken so they come up on him and they're like we have you on camera taking all this i didn't take it i have some stuff in my bag but it's stuff that my mom got for me and the cop's just like i know that you stole this stuff and he goes all right i did see all that stuff and he goes but there's other stuff in the bag that my mom had got for me that i don't have receipts for but she bought it for me and then he pulls out a bunch of stuff that's clearly from one of the other stores in the strip mall, and he's like, "This stuff is obviously from Joanne Fabrics." And he goes, "All right, I did. My, my mom has bought me stuff like that in the past, but I did take this stuff." It's <laughs> like, what fabrics. the fuck? <laughs> so he robbed some sporting goods store and Joanne Fabrics. Uh, and then the last one was this really weird dude that the police had called on him for like trespassing because he was trying to like get into his ex-wife's house. Okay. So his ex-wife, who's married to another dude. And she hadn't had any contact with him for three years. And he showed up at the house and he's like trying to get in and shit like that. And the cops come and like start talking to him. And then the woman's husband comes home and uh, he's telling the police how like this dude has like tried to start his own little like weird cult like on Facebook. And he has like he has like a few followers and stuff like that. And he's always saying this insane shit about like 
wanting to like attack his ex-wife and stuff like that and like the, and he was like could you show me any of this stuff he goes oh yeah i can show you right away he put, goes on facebook and just like fucking long ass paragraphs like this he said he posts every day shit like that about his ex-wife and like this weird religion that he's starting and how he's like a prophet and stuff like that it was real <laughs> fucked up so that guy was a fucking lunatic but uh, yeah, that was it from a uh, live pd so that's it for what i watch we can move on to wrestling things this week and this time i actually took notes since i can never remember anything so i have to have like four notes from each show of i didn't watch shit. anything and i didn't watch any of the recaps no so you got nothing i got nothing so whatever it is you're gonna tell me is entertainment at this point all right excellent i think you'll probably be more entertainment than the actual shows are well the only thing that's entertaining on the shows now every time is elias really kind of sweet i love elias because he has such he has that old school heel thing where wherever they go, he shits on the crowd. Like, is the classic heel move where you just, like, call everyone in the crowd ugly and stupid and shit like that. <laughs> and he does, so, he does that every single week, and I, I love it. It's so funny to me. Because, like, if I was a heel in wrestling, I would be the best fucking heel because I would just crush people in the crowd constantly. I would pick people out and make fun of their looks specifically. <laughs> it would be awesome. I always wish that he would do that, but he, just made, he makes very generalized insults. But yeah, so uh, Elias was on there doing a, like a little performance, pretending he was filming a documentary, and now uh, he's like having a little rivalry with Bobby with uh, Bobby Lashley. So he called out Bobby Lashley, uh, and then he like pretended he was leaving, and then like turned around and like threw something at Bobby, and then attacked him. So um, they're having a feud again. Again? Did they have a feud before? I, I, didn't he come out and like fucking suplex him or something? And then they had like he super. I don't remember him doing that before. He was with maybe before his feud with Roman Reigns. I don't remember. I was gonna say I think it was before the feud with Roman. Maybe Reigns. yeah. But now you know, like he he did end up after Elias attacked him. He did end up coming back and g- giving him that like stalling suplex. Um, then uh, oh, I made a note that there's just so much fucking Roman Reigns. It's unbelievable. Once again, the show opens with Roman Reigns. At like halfway point of the show, there's like a seven minute promo video of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and then I thought he was gonna be in another match later on because Seth Rollins had to had a tag team match against Drew McIntyre and uh, Dolph Ziggler, so he needed to find a partner. So his partner was gonna be Roman Reigns, but then Baron Corbin said that Stephanie said he couldn't be in another match because he already had one to start the show, um, so he wasn't in a second match. But still, just so much fucking Roman Reigns. Who was his partner? Uh, he didn't end up uh, just doing a handicap match. Oh, he did. Yeah. Did he win? No, he did not. Okay. Dolph Ziggler alone. He can't beat Dolph Ziggler alone. You think he's going to beat him with Drew McIntyre legally in the match? Yeah, I don't true. think so. Yeah, the match did end in controversy because uh, Drew McIntyre was the legal guy, and uh, he, um, they were both like him and Dolph were both in the ring, and he hit Dolph with something I think and tried to pin him, and then Dolph like super kicked him and then pinned him for the win. But Dolph wasn't the legal man, so he shouldn't have been able to pin him. So I don't know what the deal is with that. It's just gonna prolong the rivalry until SummerSlam, obviously. Um, uh, uh, Kevin Owens had, did like a KO show, like the like Miz TV. Okay. Uh, but he did it on a little side stage next to the main stage, not in the ring. Okay. And uh, he had Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh on there, 
and they're talking shit about Braun Strowman and how Jinder Mahal beat him and Kevin Owens beat him and stuff like that. And then the stage starts moving and fucking it just gets flipped over and Braun Strowman is under the stage the whole time. And he comes out and uh, he has a, ends up having a match with Jinder Mahal and just beats the shit out of people. As per usual. Um, and then the, uh, the main event, Ronda Rousey had her first match on Raw versus Alicia Fox. First match? On Raw, yeah. She hasn't had a match on Raw yet. She's, really? She's had two pay-per-view matches and that's it. Wow. So she faced Alicia Fox, and uh, she ended up winning by armbar. But it was fucking garbage. Like Rousey was just she was not she was not good. Dude, she ever, definitely needs some work. Ever since I've seen her come in, like watching her do suplexes and everything, yeah, she's she's too fucking aggressive. Man. Yeah, like she still treats it like she's in the cage. Right, and she like you can tell, especially in, she's like, in a, the squared circle, uh, Nick. <laughs> yes, now she is. Now, yeah, oh, yes. Before uh, she was in there. Octagon. <laughs> White cake. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, she, like, there was, like, a few shitty botches or just, like, terribly thrown out moves. And she, you can tell that she still needs a tag team partner to protect her in a match because she cannot sustain a match for longer than, like, five minutes no. of, like, moves anyways. Because, like, she'll just be a bunch of stare downs and, like, random shit. But she's she does not have the wrestling down very well it's yet. Like a, it's like the female version of, like, Goldberg. Yeah. Like when Goldberg was in WCW, he didn't have a crazy move no. set. He, had, he did he the had spear, he did the jackhammer. Very quick yeah. matches, under three-minute matches. Yeah. That was it. And eventually he moved, he started doing the uh, gorilla press uh, to power slam, which was excellent, and super kick. And yes. that's basically all he did. Um, but Ronda Rousey is no Goldberg, no matter how much they want her to be in of the course. women's division. So she still needs some work, so we'll see what happens. Um, then SmackDown, Randy Orton opened the show. So fucking bored with Randy Owen. Don't give a fuck about Randy Owen anymore. Nope. He is not the legend killer. He's just some fucking old dude now. Um, Lana, I, I, this is just a weird thing I noticed about Lana. They were talking to her backstage. She wears blue eye, blue contacts now. She totally did not have blue eyes before. So I, if she, I definitely would have noticed because it was like so apparent watching her backstage. Like her eyes are so bright. Why did I never notice this before? And I look up old pictures of her, and I was like, she just started wearing blue contacts for some reason. That's weird. No shit. And in the last few promos that she's done, like backstage, she has like she almost like completely dropped the Russian accent. Yeah. But it seemed to be like by accident because she was still introduced to, uh, uh, on SmackDown this week as the Ravishing Russian. And she, like, talked a little bit and still had the accent. So I was like, she's just getting worse at doing it now. Like, she used to drop it by mistake all the time, but now she's dropping it even more. It's weird. I thought she was doing it on purpose. Um, then uh, a thing that was just weird that I was impressed by is R-Truth getting a bunch of fucking TV time. He's been on. Really? He's had matches the past two weeks on SmackDown, and I haven't seen him in, like, forever. K-Quick? K-Quick? <laughs> is, is that his name? That was his name before he was R-Truth. Uh, you know his real name? Is Ron Killings? That's his real name. Ron Killings. Ron Killings. <laughs> Why did he even change it? That's a wrestler name. Your name's Ron Killings. I used to work with a guy years ago. His name was Ron Strong. <laughs> Ron Strong. My name's Ron Strong. I asked him, I was like, is that your legal name? And he goes, yeah. I was like, you ever thought about doing porn? <laughs> you ever thought about signing with Impact Wrestling? You ever thought about what, the movie Wonderland? <laughs> yeah. You ever hang out with Chester Rockwell? <laughs> but yeah, Ron Killings getting a bunch of TV time, and he's good in the ring. I was like impressed, especially with this last match. It was actually decent. I can't even remember who the fuck he faced for some reason. Um, but he lost whoever it was. But yeah, it's like him, and he's paired up with Ty Dillinger now. They're like, but they're like buddies since they like started hanging out on SmackDown. Really? So yeah, it's weird. 
which is like I was like that's sad that Ty Dillinger went from having a few United States Championship matches to now being relegated to our truth's friend backstage. <laughs> like not even he didn't even come out to the ring during our truth's match. He was just backstage like standing next to him, said like ten words. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm, I don't. I, I really honestly hope. Uh, when, when is SummerSlam? It is the eight, uh, the nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. So I hope after that, everything is just brand new writing. Everything's changing. Yeah. There should be mostly new storylines after a major pay per view like that. Like it's, I, it's I, not, it's not like WrestleMania, but it's still. It's one of the bigger ones. Yeah. So they should, there should be mo- like obviously some stuff's gonna carry over, but the, there should be a clean slate for a lot of people, yes. and we should see some new stuff finally. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and um, the last thing I saw. The last thing was the uh, tag tournament finals. They were doing like a tag team tournament to determine the number one contenders to face the Bludgeon Brothers okay. at uh, SummerSlam. So the finals was the Bar versus uh, New Day. Okay. And it was a fucking awesome match. It was so fucking good. There was so many like false finishes where it's not just like someone's pinning and you're like, oh, they're going to kick out. It was like, oh shit, I thought the match was going to end there and there and there and there because it was like big moves and like finishes that people were kicking out of. It was fucking awesome. It was a great match. No shit. Yeah, huh? definitely. If you want to go back, definitely worth watching have to. the last like twenty minutes of SmackDown to catch that match because it was really good. Um, so yeah, so we have number one contender. I won't, if you're gonna go back, I won't tell you who wins. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, it was New Day. Okay, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they're gonna be facing Bludgeon Brothers at SummerSlam. So uh, SummerSlam shaping up to be all right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, lo- I look forward to it. Yeah, it's not gonna be as good as Takeover. No, probably not. So I'm looking forward to TakeOver even more. That's Absolutely. on the 18th. That's the real That's the real show of the weekend. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, that's it for wrestling. Move on to video games. Alright, so, video games. Did you guys play any? I did not play anything this week. Josh, did you play anything? I didn't, but I sent everybody the clip today, and I'm watching yeah. it again now from the uh, official gameplay of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. That was just released today, I believe. Yeah. Because IGN had a big spread, like four article spread of uh, Red Dead Redemption news. So, uh, yeah, that gameplay looks awesome. It looks so good right now. It's like Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> You can, yeah, I wasn't you can call yourself Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I wasn't super excited about it previously because I purposely didn't like watch anything from it because mm-hmm. it was so far away. Like, I'd rather not tease myself with a game that's two years from coming out. But uh, right, but now that it's coming out so soon and seeing the gameplay of it, like the in-depth systems that they've made, like that they discuss, like the the horses being different and like the way you treat them will affect your relationship and how they perform with the horses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It seems. Pretty awesome. Like they have some pretty deep shit in it, which you yeah, would expect from Rockstar. So they they, yeah, they were talking games. about the weapons, uh, like the the different recoil and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like realistic weapon reloading. Yeah. Like shows him reloading a fucking revolver, and it takes some goddamn time. <laughs> and it shows him like running with like a shotgun in one hand and a revolver in the other, and switching between them. But That's... very realistic. Just like a storing extra weapons and items and shit with uh, um, like on the saddlebags of your horse and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you, I'm assuming you don't have just unlimited magical space. You're an equestrian. Yeah. Okay. He is an equestrian. You play as an equestrian. Yes. Get it right. <laughs> Fuck. 
fucking heat is fucking with my brain. I can't think. Uh, it's a giant you, dog. You're the you're, you're a question. <laughs> um, I am a full on rapist. <laughs> I'm a, a, a full on rapist. I'm sorry. Sometimes I I get confused and I can't talk too good. <laughs> I guarantee you, you could pull my underwear off right now and it would melt like oh! oh! It comes off like a pulling cheese. Like it's, That's exactly what it's like. What it's like. We talked about that at the gym today. It was something, yeah, we brought it up. And yeah, it was I, just like how someone give, went to give him a wedgie and they pulled it up and it was just like yeah. disintegrating. It was the high school reunion episode. Yeah, The guy who he gave the box of hornets to that had hornet stings all over his face. The guy that was going to marry the waitress. The golden god will not be taking questions <laughs> Yeah, right same episode. Well, it's one, uh, one of them was part one and one of them was part two. That's right. But yeah, yeah, and then that guy wants revenge, so he runs in all excited <laughs> when Charlie's passed out on the ground from inhaling mustard gas <laughs> that he makes himself, and then he just goes to give him a wedgie, and the other one just falls. It is like a thin-sliced piece of Lando Lakes American yes. wrapped around his body. I can just, just imagine, tears. I can just imagine, what is it, Charlie O'Day? That's his name, right? Yeah, it's really, it's really. His real name's Charlie Day. I get Charlie Day just on the floor, face down, laughing his ass off. Yeah, I would die. I would be. Yeah, like, just to hear, just not only feeling that, but hearing it, I'd yeah. probably be on the ground chuckling. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two looks very good. Yes, it does. Yeah, um, this looks so good. I played one uh, game this week. That's a new thing I picked up. I picked up the. Resident Evil Revelations collection for Switch, which is uh, Resident Evil Revelations one and two. Um, okay. So the Revelations games, it's kind of it's a spin-off series basically. I think it takes place between like Resident Evil three and four. I'm be- I believe it's like early two thousands or something like that. And uh, so in the first one, you play as I don't I think you switch around characters, but at least at the beginning you play as Jill Valentine, and uh, it takes place on a ship called the Queen Zenobia. And you're looking for um, you're looking for Chris Redfield, one of the other main characters, and because uh, his team was like sent in there to investigate something, so you send them to the ship with your partner uh, to find out what happened to Chris, and like obviously you come across abominations, like weird monsters and shit like that. But it's definitely uh, it's like it, taking a trip to downtown, like on like uh, what is it Thanksgiving Eve? <laughs> oh god, yeah. abominations, abominations everywhere. everywhere, needles hanging out of people's arms. Every, 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 everybody walking around looks like the uh, the bus station from Total Recall. Oh god, <laughs> 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 cannot say I, that I miss those nights. No, yeah. I don't. I, I can honestly say it with a whole heart that, that I, I was gonna say. What was it? Oh, the, I miss the camaraderie. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I miss. Hanging around with the guys and having such great miscellaneous happenings. That's true. The uh, I know Dad mentioned it. The Portuguese feast was this weekend, <laughs> and I can only yeah, yeah. I can only imagine after they shut down at midnight yeah. how oh. those place how that place looked. That's we right. we worked that for what together? You you worked it for what three years? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you worked three feasts, and I worked four. I think so. Something like that. But uh, yeah. You know, and I remember every single year, it got to the point that, like, we we would normally do last call at one thirty. We're still on video games, aren't we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two seconds. Okay. But I remember, like, we'd clock, lock the door at one thirty, and that was last call. And I remember getting to points where it was, like, 12.45, and they were like, lock the fucking door. Yeah. And they were like, uh, dude, we can't do that. And, like, you'd have Jamie be like, lock the fucking door! <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. 
Um, so Red Dead Redemption. Nope. Resident, Resident, Resident Evil, Evil Revelations. Fuck this heat, man. So it, it plays. When did it get dark? <laughs> right, you got up to turn the light on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it plays like a like a throwback. It plays more like uh, Resident Evil Four, and it's definitely more. It's, it's definitely more based on horror than uh, like at the time Resident Evil Five, and I think Six had already been out by the time Revelations came out. So it's definitely more of a survival horror than the other ones with like scarcity of ammo and you're by yourself basically the whole time. In the first one, anyways, the second one can be played co-op. Um, but yeah, it's just a solid Resident Evil game, and it controls well. It controls like Resident Evil 5 did, basically. And uh, so yeah, I'll be playing through Resident Evil Revelations 1, and then maybe 2 if I'm not burnt out of Resident Evil by then. Um, but yeah, that's it for video games. Okay. Now, I'm sorry, I just broke off into a tangent. All right. That's all the show is, really. All right. Every time. <laughs> Fuck. All right, so do you have any actual uh, miscellaneous? Because I don't. We do. All right. We. Oh, you do. It's both of us together. All right. There's two of them. That's right. Is it gym related? Uh, One is gym related. Okay. Uh, I'll let you take the gym one. I will take the second one. All right. So we were working out the other day. It was Tuesday. Yes. Which would day be, of twos. Yeah. Which, which would be a week from. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real fucked up. I'm kind of hallucinating. I'm seeing things. <laughs> What you swatting at? <laughs> um, so it would be about a week from when you guys finally get this. So we were finishing up our workout in the gym. We had done um, like a set of legs, and then we were doing a work, finish up a set of shoulders. Blats and buns. It's right. Rock hard. Buns fit. Pounds a quarter buns off my fit. ass. That was it. <laughs> buns fit unsolved. <laughs> Play the music, play the music. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm Callback. Right. I, I, yeah, I can't write. Right. Um, I got a one-track line right now. Just finishing this so I can get the fuck into an air-conditioned room. We, um, we're finishing up our set, and we're, we're working out toward our left, what would be like where the squats rack are, but you classically have somebody who's not doing squats over there. Yeah, bicep curls, baby. It, get it that Olympic bar. No, it wasn't. It wasn't it'll be, it'll be nice. It was bicep, but no, they, they were taking a bar and they did deadlifts in front of it. Okay. But it wasn't the conventional deadlift. This was more of like the CrossFit style deadlift. Oh, where God. Where you, you get down. Jerk your back in a you, twisting motion <laughs> and try to hurt yourself as bad as possible. You lift it. You get it. You lift off. You straighten your back. And then you just let the bar go. Oh, God. Now, again, these are all metal. Yeah, weights. these are not rubberized CrossFit exactly. weights or sand-filled fake the floor, weight, the weight discs. The has some rubber to it. Yeah. Right. There's, but still doesn't do shit for metal weights, especially right. if you got more than one on the bar. So, again... We, I should tell you he was of maybe Spanish or Guatemalan descent. Okay. Um, okay. This factors in in just a second. Que hora es? <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? La biblioteca. <laughs> Donde esta la bicicleta? Baño! 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 Sean McAfee? <laughs> McAfee runs it out of nowhere. Ah, baño! Ah, baño! Boca! Baño! Somebody get me a hammock. <laughs> oh. 
so um, he's done. He's been doing this a couple of times now, and finally, is he doing like one rep? Like pull it up, drop it, grab it again, pull it up, no, drop he, it. He, there was at least sometimes where it was like a two to three in like succession, okay. and there was a pause. Yeah, and then it would go back. Like I think what he was doing is he was just going one, two, three. Took about thirty second rest. Yeah, one, two, three. Okay, you know, so. So, so finally, behind us, somebody comes out who works there, and Nick tells me later it was the owner, okay. the manager of the uh, place we go called Champions. <laughs> and it's a semi-empty gym at that point. I think it was only us four in that room. So he starts speaking loudly. I wouldn't say yelling, but goes, What are you guys doing? <laughs> You're not supposed to bang the weights. You're supposed to put them down. Take less. Take weight off if you can't control them. That's why I wish I could scream in everyone's face at Ever Fitness. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and no. they weren't responding, so at we all. figured no. Yeah. <laughs> so and he proceeds to move closer yep. to them, and uh, he's like, "If the weights are too heavy, don't lift them." Yeah. And they. And, is this a big? Is this a big man? Uh, he's semi decent, good, good sized dude. Yeah, you, know, you can definitely tell he was probably big in his prime. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, definitely probably invested in a lot of cheese steaks in the last couple years. <laughs> Delicious cheese steaks. Who could, how could you not? But uh, yeah, so he uh, he proceeded to get pretty uh, angry about it, and uh, pretty much gave the ultimatum. Yeah. The ultimatum. If you uh, if you continue to do this, you're out. Yep. And that's it. And I was like, huh. And he goes, now, by this point, we had already finished up the shoulders, but we just found a way to hung, like, hang around. Right, yeah. We're so, drinking your protein. Yep. You, you, uh, what is it? We ca- catalog our stuff. Do so some cool downs. Yeah, you know, you're kind of just like loosening up and yep. all that other stuff. And I was like, I want to see what happens. So then all you hear is, boom! <laughs> he continues to do and it. And then I go, all right, now's the time to go. <laughs> So we went back today, so we took a day off, and uh, went back today, and I was like, I wonder if we're going to see him. And he was like, Josh goes, well, what happens if we do see him? And I go, well, now it's fair game. Yeah. He was already spoken to by a person of management. Right. So now it's just like open where you can just be like, hey, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you stupid? <Yeah>. Banyo? <laughs> Banyo? Banyo? <laughs> Just keep screaming at him, making me more confused. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, homeboy wasn't there today. So, oh, yeah. nice. He, he might have, uh... Fucking owner probably tuned him up in the parking lot afterwards. Next time we see him, he's going to Yeah. Man, you got a talking to. He's got uh, both arms and slings. Quote, talking to. Yeah. Uh, All right, so, so you got another one? Yeah, the other one was after we left the gym. And uh, we were at the corner of Church Street and uh, Tocklin Hill. Okay. So right around where the Honeydew is and the yep. car dealership. Yep. So uh, we had the red light, obviously. So I drove through it right. as fast as I could. <laughs> Fingers out the windows. <laughs> yeah. Yelling, cops come get me. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, pigs. Exactly. Black lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Blue lives don't. <laughs> Trayvon Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I forgot That's to the first time I've gotten it right all week. You did, yeah. You were I've, like, what is it, Trayvon Lewis? I was like, no, 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 Trayvon Martin. I, forgot to I, mean, me- I said LeBron Martin at one point. I forgot to mention that Nick's car has a, has a complete vehicle wrap with Trayvon Martin's face on it. <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, we were at the light, and I did not go through it, but uh, we were sitting there waiting. Were you? And, are you on Church Street or are you on Talking Hill? Uh, we were on Church Street, and we were heading towards the north end. Yep. And, uh, you know, we were just waiting there, and we were bullshitting back and forth, and you know that's a fairly busy intersection. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to go left or right. Definitely. So it is, uh, it is a little difficult. Uh, so there's these two guys on a white moped. White moped. White. white. Both shirtless, and the guy in the rear was hanging one on for dear life. Chesticles one, pressed up against his back. had the douchebag cut off. Oh, nice. So very a- extra wide. Extra wide. Nipples showing. Uh, the other one, I believe, was wearing a wife beater. Wife beater? Yes. A white wife beater yes. on his white moped yes. on his way to the white cake store. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... You know, he's in the middle of traffic, in the middle of the intersection, trying to cross over and head down Church Street. Uh, there's this truck that decides that he's going to slam on the fucking brakes and roll down the window. No idea what is said. All I can uh, make out is that this is an older It was gen- probably great. It was an older gentleman because yeah. uh, I could see his slicked back white hair nice. in his GMC pickup. White hair. Yes. White GMC pickup truck. It was a blue. A blue GMC a, pickup truck. A, a, a blue. <laughs> a blue pickup truck. <laughs> so I don't know what was said. All I know is... What was said? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. That would be my uh So I don't know what was said, but all I know is that in the most gayest and douchiest of ways... <laughs> He turns the moped around and starts to proceed to go after the pickup truck, <laughs> which this the guy in the pickup truck. I'm just assuming was a Purple Heart recipient in Vietnam, <laughs> yeah, and has seen some shit. He and, knows what Agent Orange does to a man. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm assuming that his family was brutally murdered yep. in front of him. And he ain't taking no more guff. No. I'm assuming he's wearing a logo with a Punisher skull on it. <laughs> Homemade. Last thing his kid gave to him before he was murdered. <laughs> but the only words that came out of this kid's mouth that I could audibly hear was, Pull over! Banyo! Put! <laughs> but all I could hear him saying was, Pull over! Pull over! I just look at Josh and I go, yeah, I have to follow this. And yeah, he oh, goes, you got And he goes, why? I go, because we have to record this for a miscellaneous app. I could be late for a meeting at work, and if I saw this, I would follow them until don't, it ended. Don't give a shit. <laughs> he would go, what happened? There was a, there was a car accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the easiest way to get out of any excuse, folks. Yeah. Car accident. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it is. Even if you have a co-worker that drives that same route, right. that was a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we have to follow this guy. So, so, so as I, the light turns green, I see the guy start to chase after him, and then he fucking takes a right. Uh, so he gave up. Pussy. Pussy, you know? yeah. You know? he, I wonder what he would have done if the guy did pull over. He would be like, uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, uh. He goes up next to him with his moped and goes, wee-wee. Guy just gets out. <laughs> Rives it up. Guy just gets out and racks a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be, be the coolest thing I ever saw. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, yes. So that was it. All right. Well, I didn't have any miscellaneous, but before we get to our wrap-up, I want to do a new thing since we play a different song every week. Okay. I'll say who the, who the what song it is and who it's by, and we'll let the whole thing play, and we'll each choose a song every week. 
Okay. Because I'm we do already that. we already choose a song every week, anyways. But this That's way, true. people can actually see what it is because I don't write it any like I don't put it in the show description. So okay, so that uh, will be a new thing. Yeah. So when we close out this show, the song is gonna be uh, "Creature" by Avenue of Heroes. Uh, or Creatures. Is it Creatures? It's Creatures. Yeah, Creatures by Avenue of Heroes off the album Consequences. Um, so let's get to our wrap-up. Alright, so as always, you can get our episodes every Tuesday when I put them up. You can get them on iTunes, where you can rate and review us. You can get them on any podcast app, or you can stream or download it from our website, nerdimpa.com. You can email us at podcast at nerdimpa.com, and you can follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at nerdimpa.podcast. That's it. See ya. Yeah.